Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. Usual format today, week 11 review, uh, our quack vintage players of the week, and then our our picks for, for week 12. Eddie, good to see you. We're ready, for, you. ready to unpack week 11. Yeah, um, can you let me know what week of the podcast from? What episode? It's, it's number 32, mate. Is that Cam 32, mate? <laughs> I just think last week, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll gloss over that. All right. Um, okay. Going <laughs> <laughs> to the week eleven games. We'll start with the uh, the Thursday night uh, football battle in Ohio. The uh, the Steelers end up losing that seven points to twenty one against the Browns. Leaves the Steelers five and five, and the Browns four and six, both in limbo, but both equally within a shadow of getting the uh, the playoffs. Ed, do you want to take the uh, the lead on this one? Yeah, just need to belch. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Right, obviously the the Miles Carrick shocking act were the main news from this game. In my opinion, which obviously everybody's give there, so I might as well give mine, uh, Rudolph and Pouncey were all at different levels of wrong as well. Obviously Rudolph, uh, um, he'd been goaded all game by out Garrett was smashing him all over, probably in his ear. Then he tried to rip his helmet off, so obviously he's got mad, gone alpha on him. And then obviously ripped his helmet off. And then obviously the linemen have come in and then he swung helmet, which he shouldn't have done, but everybody gets mad. I understand it myself. I've, yep. I've had times like that. No. But yeah. <laughs> what I think, how I think it should be, obviously, Garrett should get the longest, you know, suspension. Yep. Pouncey should get at least three games for what he did. Cause he kicked him on Ed while he was on the floor. Yeah. After him and another person threw him to ground. Villanueva uh, was in there all. He went to Castro. Right. And I think Rudolph should get one game as well for what he did. But he's a fanny. He's a crap quarterback and he seems like a bit of an arsehole. I'm telling my dad on you. That's the kind of person he is. Yeah. Um, I think the main football issues were... Like I don't know, it was said, a football game. <laughs> um, Mason Rudolph is a poor quarterback and the Browns' defence is pretty good and obviously it was making him very shaky and he threw a lot of picks. And Baker, on the other end of it, were... Pretty efficient, didn't make many mistakes. They managed to run the ball pretty well. I think having Kareem Hunt's help offense quite a lot to yep. open up. And I think they'll be, they've been able to make it a little bit easier on Baker and he's slowly creeping back into some confidence and done pretty well. I think the best the best play that um, Rudolph actually made was his tackle on Shober after he pick, tried to pick six in. And that was best play of game. But yeah, it was a terrible game by Steelers. Offense is obviously awful. And Mason Rudolph got exposed. Yeah, I mean, just for me to touch on the what happened with Miles Garrett and that. Um, yeah, everyone gets mad. Not everyone gets mad on national television and prime time. I think it's unfortunate because from everything everything you hear, Miles Garrett's one of the most calmest, kindest people you can meet. I mean, he does a lot of charity work even before because he was doing a whole lot of charity work. He got punched by a man outside of his own car and he didn't beat the man up. Yeah. But Mason Rudolph started shouting at him so he clouted up and we like, an helmet. Yeah. Some pent up aggression there. Yeah, uh, I think for me, again, the, the, the ban on Garrett is probably a little too much they're giving him full season, aren't they? Well, it's just because it were all over news and yeah. everybody's seen it and it gives everybody a bad a bad view of the NFL. I think if it if it had been Sunday afternoon with another another four or five games going on, it wouldn't have been it would have been less of a of an issue. But it was where it is and it's happened and you can't go back in time and change what you've done. He's been He's apologising. Yeah, he? Mason Rudolph should be apologising for being an arsehole. Yeah. I think Pardon me, I've got some right wind today. At least it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Once the the altercation happened like the Steelers lineman had stepped in to sort of protect their guy to stop Garrett ripping his throat out. Um, for me, Mason Rudolph should have 
either been shepherded away by one of his players or about the good sense to keep away from what was a very angry large man waving a, waving a, a helmet about yeah. and a weapon about he should have had the, the sense to stay away from that yeah. I mean he should, he, should, he should definitely get a ban for for he must have done or said something to set Garrett off well, I think they've been they've been at each other all yeah. game, haven't they? And he obviously trying to rip Garrett's head off while well after he'd meant to tackle on him, and that tackle wasn't necessary. So Garrett did start it at mm. that point. All I want to know is how much money does a round three quarterback usually get? Do you think he'll be on decent cash? You have to buy a specially made that's now. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the other thing that's lucky for the for the Browns, especially Garrett, is that it happened in in Cleveland. Had that been in Pittsburgh, it's different. And well, the way the way American laws work, if something happened in Yorkshire, yeah. you get get treated the same as if it happened in Lan- in Lancashire. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be a different sort of like jury system or law system. Somebody because has to press charges for it to be. A yeah, crime. it has to be a, a, a the 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 Cleveland sort of. State attorney or whatever, yeah. you know, has to has to press the charges. If it had been in, in Pittsburgh, it would have been. No, Mason Rudolph would have to press charges for it. All right, but it'd have to be. It's in. It's in. Um, the Cleveland's courts, to whether to to go forward with those charges or not. If it happened in Pittsburgh, I think Miles Garrett could be in a bit of bother. I'm so compelled because he kicked him in the head. Yeah, that's just as bad. Just because he's got an helmet on, don't mean he's right to kick him in the head. Even, even what even what happened, two wrongs don't make a right. No, exactly. So. Yeah. No offence against parents, but yeah, he definitely uh, dodged a couple of cartons there, didn't he? <laughs> um, right, yeah, we'll we'll leave that with our thoughts on that. I mean, yeah, not a great advertisement for the game on primetime football, but that's what happens when you put the Browns on telly. Um, right, we'll move on to the next game, which we've got the uh, the Jets against the Redskins. We were dwell too long on this one. Jets won that one, thirty four seventeen. Sam Down looked great, but again, he's playing against probably one of the worst defenses. In the league, why are you making out that we're not going to stand long in it? I mean, I'm for it, down. All right, we've got some notes, mate. I mean, <laughs> it's your ink, your wasting. Go for it. Basically, two bad teams with uh, main difference being Jets have got a bit more offense. Mm. Darnold played pretty well, you know, last two weeks. He's not been awful, he's not been seeing ghosts. He did make a bad throw and give it like cause a turnover with an interception at one point, but he made some good plays as well. <clears throat> And he got some good plays out of his receivers. I do feel bad for Askins, though. His whole line were awful. Eight tackles for loss and six sacks. That's what they give up. And only one interception. And he threw for two TDs. I know one were obviously a dump off to Geis and it were a really good play up sideline. But still, he threw a two-pointer as well. I think if you look at that team, Geis and McLaurin, they're obviously the future. One yep. really good receiver, one really good running back. And they've got big potential. I think front seven for them is pretty decent. And I think... Jury's out on Askins at the minute. You don't know what's going to happen with him, but if he gets a bit more consistency and structure, then you know both teams need that. Jets and Redskins. But again, it was just two bad teams playing each other, and one just had a little bit more in that game. I mean, the the, the bright note for potentially Redskins fans is that if you see the one last week of the season, yeah, they just see the video of Alex Smith's recovery uh, process and and journey, I suppose. No, I didn't care. Oh, well. <laughs> so obviously going from him being on the car. Yeah, I'm on a joke. And yeah. then all the rehab well, he's, he's doing to where he is now. Balls off any training. Yeah, he, I mean, he might be playing for him next season, which is, if they can get some, de- get some bits and bits, if they, if they restock in the draft, he's get the some He's the type of guy you want in front of Askins, isn't he, as well? So obviously yeah. if they're going to try and develop Askins, he's the type of person you want to get. Teach him how to prepare, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, look what happened with the Mahomes <clears> at Kansas yeah. City. You know, he, He's become a, a better professional 
from how Alex Smith has shown him how to become how to prepare, how to play, how to be a teammate, how to be a leader. Yeah. Alex was showing him all that. Um but yeah, okay, moving on to the next game, which was also a thirty four seventeen game. The Saints beating the Bucks. Saints moved to eight and two, the Yucks managed to slip back to three and seven, and that's their season done. But the Saints go marching on Ed. Yeah, it was an efficient execution of an excellent offence, and as usual, the Bucks secondary didn't give them anything. They, you know, give up everything. Winston's usual yin and yang game. There's some all for level passes and then absolute head scratchers throwing all these interceptions. Saints D and O line are two like both elite. Four interceptions by Winston and it's just like he's thrown for nineteen TDs this season and eighteen interceptions. That leads the league. Only Philip Rivers is anywhere close, except he's I think he's thrown I think he's thrown for fourteen, but I'm not hundred percent honestly. That's, that's really ridiculous. Poor. That is a ridiculous term. touchdown interception ratio. Like really bad. Just, just I think. Did you see the first interception that the like the receiver caught it? The ball went behind his back. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously took it. So we can't hundred yeah. percent blame him for that. But then there were three others. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of ah, just, yeah. There were a lot of season. Not all ones is fair. There's a reason why people are saying we don't know if we're going to keep him around. He's just not good enough. No, I think uh, Andy Reid's. Andy Reid, sorry. Um, Bruce, Bruce Evans is a decent enough quarterback evaluator to know what he's got in his hands. And yeah. He's got any mistakes at the end of the day. If he, yeah. if he could just cut a couple out, you don't want to throw him four. But like, he's had games where he's not throwing any, but then the low scoring games where he had hit loads of touchdowns as well, I suppose. But yeah. he seems to get ball away in the worst possible time at all times. But I, I think don't think anybody expected Saints to lose that game. Is it, is it, is it? No. Did they, Matt? They did not, no. Someone picked the Buccaneers to win that game, Matthew. Yeah, well, no one's perfect. Uh, right. Clearly not, mate. I think, as, I mean, just to allude to um, to Winston, like, I think Phil, Phil Sims once, uh, said, if you're not, a coach once said to him, if you're not throwing a couple of touchdowns a game, you're not trying hard enough. If you're not throwing a couple of interceptions. Yeah, a couple of, sorry, a couple of interceptions again, we're not trying to add Phil Sims, aren't right? yeah, yeah, Phil Sims, yeah, he got told by Parcells. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like James Winston's trying really, really hard. Yeah, he's trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we'll, we'll move on then uh, to the, the Jags and the Colts. Brissette was back. Well, what? Brissette was back. Back? Oh, yes. I was And Big Dick Nick went flaccid. Big what, Nick? Big Dick Nick. All oh, right. Yeah, went flaccid on him. Uh, Jags managed to just about, well, get embarrassed, thirteen to thirty-three. Um, Colts are leading the AFC South only on six and four though, so that division's still a little bit wide open because the Jags are, I think, believe in fourth place on four and six. There's only a couple of games swing there and uh, all tied in the uh, in the South, but it's getting a little bit later for that. Do you know what I could see Titans winning that division? Colts can control line of scrimmage on offense, and the Jags D is not the best against the run. I think Colts have got a solid unit on defense as well. You know, the only players, the main yeah, Darius Leonard, he's the only defensive superstar they've got. Everybody else is just good, and I think Jags D is good and diverse. And yep. Jags, you know, offense isn't. It's not that bad. It's just balls are rusty. Under through Chark a few times. I think usually he gets a lot of tight end play, does Nick Foles. Obviously, that's what he did in Philadelphia, use Ertz and stuff. And then, like, in in Jacksonville, there's not any quality tight end, is there? No. So that's a bit of an issue. And I think 
I think the highlight were Big Q's, you know, cancelled out touchdown where he got on the Dick Keg Stand celebration. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I missed that. Yeah, that, that lineman did a Keg Stand celebration. He could then scored. Yeah. Glowinski laid down to be Keg and then everybody lifted up Quentin Nelson's leg so he could do Kegger. <laughs> and then he got cancelled. Ah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that will probably highlight the game. But they're just playing smart offence, really. And, you know, Frank right football, basically. And there were one point where Okariki, I think he, he um, won a kickoff or a punt, and the ball hit him, and then they ended up losing ball because he didn't he didn't know it would be behind it bouncing at him, and then he managed to get um, an inception on a two point conversion and take it to house. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> so he made up for it. So pretty decent. Yeah. yeah, not much to say. Basically, just an efficient, well played offense and a decent defense against a decent defense of a shit offense. DJ Chat played all right though. Yeah, he's DJ Chat. Goodness He's been the revelation from the season, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's last season. I think you could see the the potential there. It was just blank balls, just crap. He's not that good. Right, we'll we'll move seamlessly onto the the Dallas Cowboys beating the Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. Beating the old uh, Detroit Lions 35-27. I mean, this was a game that was a lot closer than we expected, I think. Yeah. Um, we expected the, the Lions to smash them. No, we expected the Cowboys to run away with this one after uh, after the game against the Lakers. Disappointing game, wasn't it, from week before? Yeah. I think Dak's carrying Dallas offence on his back. I think defence has been very suspect. Very. Driscoll had a better game, you know, along with Bo Scarborough, who had his first game, you know, played pretty well, ran pretty well, got a TD. He didn't blow doors off with um, his yards, but he had a good game. Yep. You know, he's been cut by a few teams, but, you know, he's, he managed to do what he did. But you look at Dak, he threw for 444 yards and three TDs. That's really impressive. I think it would, he was just the difference, wasn't he? Lions get scored in all time. The defence is a bottom 10 defence. They're playing really badly now. Beginning of the season, they look like they could hold up, but now it just look crap. Yeah. That defence looks like it's crumbling. They might pick it back up. They've got good coaching. You've got some talent here and there. But... The fact that it was a one-score game is a testament to how good that Lions offence played with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback and how bad the Cowboys' defence is. Because it should yeah. never have been a one-score game, especially considering it what you know, Cowboys, who should have been angry against the second-string quarterback who lost at Bears. You can't see, I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, but, I mean, to be fair, Driscoll was rubbish against the Bears, but again, that Bears' defence is quite nasty yeah but when you're throwing a football it looks like you're throwing a shoe <laughs> more about your talent and that, did you see the interception you threw against Bears no I didn't there know. were literally no one near him and they were a linebacker a fruiter it literally made no sense but no he played nicely enough I think against the Cowboys yeah, uh, much some, some nice misdirection some nice play action yeah played well um, okay we'll move on then oh sorry the, the Cowboys are 6 and 4 I believe they're top of the yeah uh, top of the uh, East uh, Eagles lost didn't they yeah in a, in a game only your mother could love. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Again. He was, so, was so excited when they scored on a 98-yard touchdown driver. But biggest touchdown driver against them in years. And then that one last time we were happy in that game. <laughs> Lions sat 3-6-1 on the bottom of the NFC North. Uh, can't see getting any better for them unless they... Oh, I think they might end up maybe just overtaking the, the Bears, potentially. Yeah, but they've got, they got to play Bears again. They've got Bears, Lions and Vikings over the uh, last four weeks of the season. They've got Bears, Lions and Vikings, that's weird. Yeah, hold that in it. Being at the Alley Lions, yeah. Uh, Bears, Vikings, and Packers, so. <laughs> I've not been well. I've not been well. <laughs> I was trying to save that for when I dropped it out to a clanger, and there we go. Um, right. Next game Falcons absolutely handling the Panthers at well, 29 3. 
No, no one expects that <laughs> at all. I just... If I told you, right, that McCaffrey got 191 total yards, DJ Moore got 95 yards receiving, and Kyle Allen had 325 yards through air and a 60% plus completion percentage, you think that were a good offensive showing and that potentially Panthers had won. And... However, it ended 29 to 3 to Falcons and Allen threw four interceptions and zero TDs. Very unlike him to be that sloppy. Usually he's pretty efficient. Yeah. And you know what the best thing is? Most of them were in red zone. Matt Ryan was much more conservative in end zone and the only he threw for one touchdown and no interceptions and they just ran ball pretty well. I think they were a kickoff return or a punt return touchdown as well. But I can't knock Falcons. The defense has stepped up. The offense is a bit more balanced, playing a bit better. I think Dan Dan Quinn wants that job. Doesn't he wants to he keep does. that job? He's yeah. managed to sort of uh, cat cool the seat down a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah. But they've, they've come out the second the is second half of season three and, three and six they? now is it? Or? Three and seven they are. Three and seven. Oh, they're another about. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty clever, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Panthers have managed to sort the five and five, and it's that's yeah. the, the season they're going to have. They end up. They're going to should have beat Packers. To be yeah. fair to them. But then, you know, and they got blown out by 49ers, and this were another blowout, so. Yeah, it was a, a, an embarrassing game for them, really. Yeah, well, I say, I the, 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 the statue just churned out for the for the Panthers. If you look back any other week, where, a where, where, week. Where Alan started. Over, probably, over the interceptions, that's a winning yeah, week. Yeah, he looked at the, you know, you probably the them stats up against the game where they've won sort of 20 odd nil, or 20 yeah. 20 odd 10. They did kill him, though. His, his, his yeah. picks killed him off. Yeah. Um, turnovers just change, just kill games off. I think what you're looking now, because Panthers are the biggest threat to playoff picture at minute. I'm not saying it's going to be definite because I could see Vikings losing <laughs> and making it eight and eight. Yep. But if if Vikings can remain consistent and if Seahawks and 49ers obviously crack on out, they're cracking on. But what other divisions got a second place team? I think East Eagles maybe if they pick it up, and then and that's a big if. Yeah, there's no one itself coming out as though there's no one. No, not with five. What is it? Five and five pounds. Mind you, if they pick it up, I suppose. But it's just like I said, they've been blown out twice, and then Anderley beaten twice, and then just lost one game. Every other game they've been beat pretty well, aren't they? Yeah. So it's a worry, a real worry. You could, you know what? If Rams get a second win now, you could see them. Could be another team if if we don't do it, if Vikings don't do it. I think what we've gone on before though, it's like it's about um, if me. if uh, Sean McVay can put the team in front of his ego. Yeah. It's going to be a big if for the next couple of weeks to see how they how they go. Okay. Right, so we'll move on to one of the well, we'll just go for the blowout here. Uh, the Texans getting handled seven to forty one by the Ravens and the refs. <laughs> Texans and uh, now on six, uh, now record stands at six and four. The Ravens are top of the AFC uh, North at eight and two. Oh, well, third now in AFC or second? Second because the Bills have dropped off. Yeah, second to Patriots and they're nine and one. Yeah, Bills are seven and three. Yeah, Bills are seven and three. So the the Ravens are second seed in yeah. the AFC and well home, worth it. Home game in it. Yeah. Hey, now I'm not knocking Ravens. You look at who Ravens have played, and then you can look at Ravens. So Steelers look like they were on a surge, beat Steelers. Seahawks were one of the best teams in FC, beat them. Patriots were one of the best teams in the league, beat, beat them. them. Yeah. Then they've just smashed Texans, who everybody thought were pretty good. No one can doubt them now. I had my doubts at one point. I watched me against Cardigan, Cardigans, Cardinals. <laughs> it looked a bit iffy to me, and they still pulled it out. I thought defence looked a bit slow. Jimmy Smith coming back helped. Marcus Peters has, you know, created a big zone 
defensive bit piece for him. He's ultimate massive, but it's yeah. been a massive Bass boost. Mate. Improved, and that offense is best offense in league at minute four. Anything points, yeah. Yeah, They're not best passing offense. Let's be fair, no. but offensive weaponry is great because he, everything around him is built for him. So, but the thing is, if he gets injured, they're fucked. Not to be harsh. I know Robert Griffin the third is not bad. Robin, uh, Robert, uh, Robert yeah, Griffin the yeah. third is not bad, but he's not. He's no Lamar Jackson. He ain't got them. He ain't got them wheels. No, what I mean he's got he's got some wheels, but he ain't got them wheels. He ain't got them Pirellis, has he? <laughs> And Michelin's, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if, like, we've said a couple of times now about the Ravens. As long as, long as they can stay, as long as Lamar can stay healthy, that's that's how their season's going to go. That's how Lamar goes. Yeah, I think that with the game though, because obviously I went a bit off on tangent there. I think there were a couple of no. momentum killing calls <laughs> that took wind out of sales for Texans, and I think it, I don't think they could have overcome Ravens anyway. But I think those calls reignited defence and made defence go, right, we can stop him here, he can't do anything. And Lamar used the run, the intermediate pass game, and, you know, everything he did, we did excellently. His speed, his lateral movement, you know, he, he got ball out quick enough. Everything were clicking for him. And they killed the clock because they run so much. The clock just dies off, but the whack points on board. I'm a big fan of Mark Andrews. I think it's great how they keep using him. I think yep. it's a massive piece. And I think that... He is the second best tight end in the league after Kill. I think Kelsey's third, and I think Zach Ertz has fell off a cliff. And I think the best three tight ends in the league, that's who they are. It goes Kill, Mark Andrews, Kelsey. And I don't think people are giving Andrews the right amount of G. No, they're getting much respect, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, but just to go back to the, uh, the, kill on the, the taking time off the clock after the, 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 the run game, it'd be difficult to see. I mean, that, just. Wow, it's, it's going to be. Teams wearing purple in the Super Bowl, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> now, um, they they managed again. Mark Ingram went off. Gus Edwards had a couple of big runs. It's just that running game is absolute. And then they've got if that goes north, they've got yeah, they've got um, Lamar to sort of to take off as well. It's like that. There's a lot of things to be happy. Reason reason to be cheerful for Ravens fans. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a close, close call. If if the Paris end up losing another game, obviously that ends up the the Ravens get the head to head against them. So that's gonna end up the Ravens being number one seed, which is just ridiculous. Thinking about how well the Patriots started the season and how in maybe not blowing the doors off it as the the Ravens did, for him to overtake them as the season goes. He's on. It's on side of the fridge, mate. Eddie's getting a beer, basically. Bottle of beer. Bottle of beer. It's on side of the fridge. No, I don't know where it comes from, Eddie. Oh, just stick it in front of the mic, off. Here we are, Studio Kishen. Um, right. The next game we have got is... <laughs> is the Cardinals at the 49ers, which was all right. Cardinals went off to an amazing start. Uh, had a lot of 49ers fans <laughs> dropping the shopping, I think, is the uh, the phrase. Alright, you fancy queuing ball on there. I don't know. Oh, God. Fair enough. Yeah, they've got, got off to a big big lead. Um, 16 a lot, I think they were in the first quarter. The, the yeah, we say big lead, that's two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. Against the, 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 the 49ers, is probably the biggest deficit they've had to come back against 
all season. Yeah, again, against 49ers, they're averaging 20 plus points. Yeah. And then when the, when the 49ers got back, it got mentioned that he came front 17 16, the, uh, the Cavs were going back and scored another touchdown. And it just excellent resilience from the 49ers. Uh, to to win that game, it was a what it was a battle, but it was a game of attrition, and they uh, yeah they snuck out. They managed to end up just coming up, being the game, the team that won the game. We've missed Bills Dolphins game out from early games. Have we? Yeah. Okay then, we'll go back to that uh, after we win the cards. Forty nine. Sorry to. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Um, I just can't find my forty nine. notes. Yeah. No. Oh well. Oh well. Sat and watched game, we didn't write any notes. Yeah, no, cards uh, now 3 7 1. Uh, 49 is 9 and 1, looking like the number one seed in the, in the NFC. Hmm. They could uh, potentially hit a couple of marbles. And back, end up, that yeah, drop back and maybe. It's going to be, despite the fact of how many good teams are, are currently the top sort of like eight teams in the NFC, I think it's going to come down to the last couple of weeks. Any, any of them eight teams. Yeah, any of the eight teams can sort of um, potentially make the playoffs now. Yeah. So got like Packers, obviously your division leaders, Packers, uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, 49ers and Saints. And then... Three, three of them teams you can see good at Super Bowl as well. Yeah, there's a, obviously Vikings are second place team. Seahawks. The Seahawks. Potentially uh, Eagles could sneak in there and you know, maybe it's them seven teams and maybe eight. Any of them seven teams could potentially end up taking one, any of the six playoff team places. Where well, you think the AFC for me well, that's only sixteen, but you've got seven, yeah. seven, yeah. And everyone's saying that the NFC NFC stacked with really good teams, but the AFC is going to that's, that's going to go a lot deeper, I think. Yeah, because there's that many teams that are playing as well. But a lot of teams that are sort of like fifth, six seeds, and then sort of in the hunt are all kind of like at five hundred or one game over five hundred. Yeah. So that's going to go a lot deeper. That's going to be a lot more of a, an open field rather than a tighter field. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, any thoughts from you for the 49ers of the cards? It's just basically, I mean, if you look, the stats won't blow your mind what Kyle Murray did. I think a lot of what happened was basically Garoppolo give ball away. I think three interceptions he threw for. And that left them in some proper shitty situations, which meant obviously turnovers were less of a premium. And I think... If you um, if you look at the season that Kyle Murray's at, he's getting ball out really well. He's doing so many things to avoid getting hurt. The run game's not tremendous, but Kenyon Drake's a massive stuff on David Johnson. They're doing all, they're doing different things in game. Yep. I just think the worst part of the game was when they just went for that full on blitz right near end, and just opened it up, and then against a really good running team, and then all game and stacked the box. Yeah, and, that and Wilson just charged in and got a touchdown. It's 140, 160 yards a game rushing, and then only got, was it 60 or 70 yeah, rushing yards? Stacking marks and, and they yeah. balls that up. But like I say, they were making Garoppolo pass, they were making mistakes, and they completely went away from it because obviously they were similar to Renzo, and they thought, oh, we'll just go for him now and get him. He don't panic. He's not the greatest. He's just like, oh, if I throw interception, I'm not bothered. And that really what what wouldn't game, and then as soon as they got the ball back, you thought, oh, maybe they'll want to drive here, you know, a, a season-defining drive, and then the fumbled like with first pass, and then Friday night went down scored again, and it would look like it was a massive swing when actually it would have closed again. It was a lot closer than the scoreline suggests, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, we'll flip we'll flip back to the uh, the Bills and Dolphins. I've rudely missed the Bills and Dolphins. The seven and three, are now seven and three Bills. The game was uh, thirty-seven twenty to the Bills. 
Um, Dolphins still seem to be sort of hanging around in games. Yeah, I think the difference in this game what Bills D were back. Oh. You know, they conceded 20 points. They had seven sacks. They held, they held Dolphins rushing attack to 23 yards after an awful run of games against run for Bills. I think getting um, Ryan Meebane in Zelt all along with Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver got a sack in like three seconds. Like, boom, sack straight away. I love Ed Oliver. I think he's going to be a worldie. Um, Josh Allen, you know, John Brown with a couple of bombs. I think he was probably his best game as a quarterback. But they weren't a load of highlight players. It was just how well he did play. And obviously, it took the team to a big win in division and keep them on track for playoffs. They're going to be a pain in the ass for anybody with that defence. Yeah. And just having a quarterback who can do a little bit of everything. I mean, the chances are they're going to be the probably end up being the number four seed because the division they're in obviously not going to kind of the likelihood of them catching the the Patriots in the East is very slim. Um, so they're playing. Fourth, a, not fourth seed though. It's not a division winner. So oh, sorry, fifth, fifth seed. Yeah. Sorry, they'll end up having a uh, end up being away game. Yeah, no matter what happens, they'll be away. Yeah, but defense travels, so see how it goes. Yeah, they've got a, the the defense that could probably handle a lot of teams on the road in in, in January, I think. And they've got a run game with a single trip and go. So. Yep. So not, yeah, nothing yeah. to sort of panic about yet. For them. I mean, they've been... They've been con- they, they, you know, a winning record something for them to celebrate. If they don't make playoffs, it's still something to celebrate. It's still growth. Yeah. They invested well. I thought their best draft out of all teams. They've got one of the best linebacking cars. The secondary is pretty good. The defensive line's good. If they get a bit more help on edge, they're going to be more scary on defence. They're really well coached. And then, like you said, their offence... Stick a proper elite receiver into that offense. Just say drop, say um, Antonio Brown while there. Mm. They're a different offense because Josh Allen's going to look for him, get ball to him. And the thing he's doing with with John Brown, yeah, he's probably, not elite. Not 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 close to it, but he's like he's become his go to guy and he's he's lighting teams up with him. Cole Beasley's getting a lot of balls off, but he's really good for your intermediate game. Yeah. Um. Right, are we happy with that one? Yeah, yeah, I only had about four lines I had to extend, probably because I complained that you didn't mention it, and I only had like <laughs> minuscule mini notes. Right, the next game then is the Patriots beating the Eagles 17 to 10, leaving the uh, the Patriots now moving to 9 and 1, the Eagles are 5 and 5. Um, yeah, like I said earlier on, though, it was like a game that only a mother could love. It was yeah. just. It's like I said, were, other than the one drive for Eagles where they scored, there were no else to look at, loads of overthrown passes. Wentz were getting his ass handed to him. I thought offense looked sloppy, but obviously Patriots defense were doing that to him. Mm. And the only highlight on offense was the passing TD by uh, Edelman. I thought that was beautiful. Obviously Brady passed it off, and then he just threw a dart to Dorsett. Darby lost him a little bit, but I don't think much to happen there. Otherwise, I think Dorsett had just made himself open. Edelman used to be a quarterback in college. It's something he can do. It put them in front. I think I think they've had three points there. I think they must have gone for a two pointer and then got a couple more field goals. But it was a one score game, and it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Patriots were so much better, but it was so boring. Offenses just couldn't get out going. No, no, it was definitely a, it was like someone turned the the back to watch the game. It was like watching it on sort of like sort of slow fast forward. If you know what I mean, like a half speed, wasn't it? Mm. Um. But I mean, the Patriots do what the Patriots do. They do just enough to win a game. That's all that matters. I think they do it And I think Eagles, yeah. they're not the team that we all thought they were at the beginning of the season. Same no. as Panthers, they're not the team that most people thought they were at the beginning of the season. I don't think they're going to be a, like a super contender, but I thought they'd be better than the air. But like I say, I'm properly worried for Eagles. Something needs to happen. That secondary is too exposed, but Patriots didn't expose it, which I found weird. Mm. 
in that past game was just awful. I look, I look in on Twitter today, and you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Eddie and Matt hit the coverage. Okay, TC. Um, but um, the issue. Smooth that. It was wrong, but it was smooth. Ah well. Eddie and <laughs> the coverage. You see it. Crack on. Um, yeah. So there were a feed, and it was like this is the twenty three drop passes by the receiving court of the Eagles. And honestly, 21 of them what were just awful. No, all of, oh, no, so, right. of them were two hands. Yeah. All of them were drops, mate. Oh, right, right. But two of them, you could sort of understand because they were leading them into someone smashing them. But the other 21 were awful. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? When we've been told, they were said that they were a top three, top five receiving, receiving car. car. Yeah. And... Then go do that. And then do that. Yeah. What's Wentz supposed to do? Yeah. I do think, pardon me, I do think Wentz got a problem in that game. But in previ- previous games, you can't blame Wentz. He's been getting hit in the hands. Yeah. Uh, which is where receivers like it. Mm. Okay, right. Uh, we'll, fight, uh, I'll, I'll leave that one in the dust then. We'll go to a, almost, well, exact same opposite score, uh, exact same score, but the opposite side, if you know what I mean. Uh, Bengals lose that one 10 to 17 in the Raiders. Bengals march on to an 0 10 record. Raiders keep themselves relevant with a 6 and 4 record. In the FC West, uh, I mean, the, did the Bengals jump out to, to like a ten 0 lead in this game? No, did they not? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I thought the Bengals jumped out because I was because I, I, I started watching the scores rolling on Sunday night. And, uh, I don't I don't think they did. I, I'm not hundred percent. I'm a quick shift. I'm I'm sure that maybe they got to a seven point lead or something. I know that they, they scored first, and I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, but no, the Raiders. Again, was it Josh Jacobs, 140 yards, was it? I don't recall, mate. He went, went off a little bit, yeah. Um, I thought he had a slow game. I know he fumbled in one of the first things in the mm. game, but I think they fumbled straight away. No, it was 7-0 lead, and then he went to 14-7 in the second quarter. Right, OK. And then it went to 14-10, and then obviously 17-10 through a one-score game. But basically, in my opinion, I think it was just a poor, poor showing. 112 yards, yeah, no TDs. A poor game by... Uh, about Raiders, it was a slow moving game. It was like it was a bit of a banana skin. I think they were trying to do the best not to make any silly mistakes and give game up, but it was just they never looked like they were going to lose, and they they avoided the banana skin. Do you know what I mean? You can't really knock them for what they did. No, it was just boring. It's another uh, Pats Eagles game again. Just Raiders doing enough to win, I suppose, wasn't it? Rabbing up with the play playbook yeah. up and just doing enough to win. Well, that's it. It's like what we did against Redskins. You go in against a team that you know is bad. You don't want to open playbook up. You just want to get it done and get out of there without any injuries. And that's pretty much what they did. I thought Derek Carr played pretty well. Adam is a quarterback and be fine as team. He won 19 <laughs> points and if you're an interception, prick. <laughs> I'll see you outside, Derek. I will. You'll be uh, crying again. You think what happened last time made you cry? Wait till I put left hand on you. <laughs> Right, after that ter- terrifying ordeal for Derek Carr, uh, we'll move on to... Bring the- Dave if he wants. <laughs> and we've got three bros, haven't they? Bring him as well for laugh. No, he seems all right. Oh, fair enough. He can be cheerleader. Right, we've got um, the Bears and the Rams. The Bears lost that 7-17. to yeah, The Bears lost that 7-17 rather than Rams won in it. Yeah, Rams won. I can't really can't really make it so that Bears lost it. There was never a point where it looked like they were going to win. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Bears slipping at four and six, Rams eking up to six and four. So again keeping their nose in the uh, in the AFC AFC West. NFC. Yeah. NFC, sorry, NFC West. Yeah. I think the thing is when you know that if you score fourteen points you're probably gonna win a game, 
you expect a man like McVeigh's to manage that, and they did just. Yeah. The Bears' offense is awful. They need, you know, they need they just, just. I don't know. They need to get rid of Trubisky. Apparently, I think the D's fantastic. You know, really yeah. good, but they don't feel too much. Just knackered. But what you're supposed to do? You, this game draws on. You can't stop every point from going against you. So if you if it gets at fourth quarter and you got ten points against you, it's like. What a good game. Got 10 points against us. And then obviously they ran in for a touchdown at fourth quarter to kill the game off. But it's like they're knackered. They've been on pitch probably for like most of the game. 40 or 60, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect them to keep flying around everywhere. They are. They're missing a the key mix. Obviously, you're going to take Khalil Mack out of games. It's a game changer. Uh, but the offense has killed them. But I don't think there's that much talent offense. I think we said this at the beginning of the season. The defense should carry them. And we all thought Trubisky were better. I think everybody said Trubisky is better than he is. But I think we said the defence will fall off a little bit. It has fell off a little bit. Yeah. Mostly because they're knackered. But it's still a really good defence. But that offence, Alan Robinson's the best receiver. He's not a top, it's not a top 20 receiver, I don't think. You best, the best running back on teams, Tariq Cohen. And like, I could put him in my pocket and can't even that. Do you know what I mean? David Montgomery is supposed to have been this big piece of picked him in the third round. There's a reason why nobody else picked him up with looks. Yeah. He's not blown doors off, has he? No, I think... I think... It might not be, but they're pretty much dead and buried. I mean, the shame for the Bears, not for anybody else, is that they've got that... that that window of a brilliant defence. If their offence was a little bit better, could keep, them, or keep, the, keep the defence off the pitch a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, Vikings had one of the best defences in football ever in 2017, and our offence were clicking, and by end of year, one knackered, and we lost championship game that killed us off mm. and that defence has remained at ours we've kept all pieces but you can see deterioration and that is exactly what happened to them it'll deteriorate over years because people get old people get hurt pieces move on pieces come in and we've done well to keep what we've kept Yeah. but our defence is not a top 10 defence anymore no. nowhere near no deluded we, we, we try and delude ourselves as much as we want but we do you know, yeah. I mean I used to be in love with Vikings defence but now I think you've got probably got best safety in the league in Harrison Smith mm-hmm. you've got uh, two, very, two good linebackers two good linebackers two good ends who are very tired and you've got one good defensive tackle who's also getting old and I think it's just it's starting to show age and you know fatigue getting yeah. them and it's Bears are going to be feeling that very soon enjoy that Bears fans well, I've lost some pieces as well. Bryce yeah. Callahan's a decent player. It seems we don't know for Broncos, but I think he might be injured, but he's a, he's a good player. And they lost a couple of other guys, I think. Can't remember, pardon me, can't remember who. Right, right, we'll move on to the Fajita Bowl, which was uh, the Monday Night Football game in, in Mexico City. No, not a mind-blowing game, was it? No, it wasn't. I mean, like you say, more like Chargers lost it than Chiefs won it. I mean, Rivers threw four interceptions. Uh, there's a lot of four interception games this week. <laughs> uh, but the game was still quite close, so they've done some stuff right. And But as I mentioned, four interceptions were a difference, clearly. Uh, Chargers' defence went awful, but Rivers were put in a bad position, so that's why they ended up giving up points. And I think the win was pretty much gifted to Chiefs. Chiefs didn't look great. They did bits and bats what they had to do and managed to come out with a win. Pitch were awful as well. You can see people sliding over. But I don't think anybody were doing that in that game. No. Um, Shall shit? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs move at 7 and 4, top of the AFC West. That's what you'd expect to be this season. Yeah, and then the Chargers, uh, the family, I think, managed to break the, the streak of having really good second half of the season to get into the playoffs. The, I think they're going to really struggle. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think maybe we've got five games left, haven't they? 
Yeah, 9-7 might get them into the playoffs. Might, but they've got to win win out. Bills got to win two games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bills got to win two games, and who else? Who other team got to win two games? Uh, Chargers, not Chargers, Chargers, Raiders. Raiders, yeah. So they can win two, they can win two, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Uh, right then, we'll move on to the, the not the last game of the week, but the last game we're going to go through. Uh, Eddie has uh, wrote War and Peace about oh, yeah. the uh, the Broncos losing twenty three twenty seven to the Vikings. Uh, Broncos now slip back to three and seven. They're done for the season, and because they're not going to win out. And we've got the Vikings moving to eight and three. Still number eight and three. They're still a sixth seed. Only 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 the sixth seed in the uh, NFC, which is just a bit poor. Go on then, mate. Right, so Broncos at Vikings. Let's set the scene. It's like it's like bedtime stories as any of this. Week eleven, we're following up on the biggest win of Kirk Cousins' career, potentially. Mm-hmm. The away win so following a loss to Kansas, you know, in last kick game. Yep. The Cowboys record against Kirk Cousins is one loss to nine wins. They beat him nine times. And it, you know, made it two and nine with this um this game, pulling it out. Pulling out, pulled up an early lead, but ended up going behind, but managed to bring it back. Uh, and then this week, we face the Broncos. We're undefeated at home. Broncos are three and six, but now they're playing with a quarterback in only his second NFL game. And um, Vikings vaunt the defense and loud stadium, so everybody's thinking, well, oh, it should be an easy enough game. Uh, I mean, Broncos have got fourth ranked defense in the league, but their offense is ranked in twenties. It should be manageable with a team that scored so much about last, you know, last few weeks. You shouldn't be thinking it. It should be like a fourteen, seventeen game or something like that. It should be manageable, um, but then, the game begins. Broncos drive for a field goal early on, so you know it happens. You know some teams manage to move down. It's only four yard or whatever, and then Vikings get the ball. They go free and out. Broncos sorry punt. Broncos get the ball. They punt, and then. Broncos start to roll a little bit, throw a deep ball, Rose gets done for pass interference, and they've got a short, short field now, because they picked it up. Yep. Dart pass by Brandon Allen to Fumagalli, 10-0, Vikings get ball again, get nothing going again, punt the ball. It gets, you know, so far into the game, and there's a few fumbles that happen, they score another touchdown due to that running, uh, that fullback, should have been called dead that play. But he kept moving, refs didn't blow whistle, so defence should have been more aware. Managed to drive in, take it to, you know, 17-0. Then we, like I said, we, f- we get sack fumble, we go 20-0 down. We're living in a Vikings paradise, apparently. <laughs> you know, that's what usually happens to us. So, it's now 20-0, kick-off happens, Amir Abdullah runs to maybe 15, 20-yard line, gets it, and fumbles balls. So you're twenty nil down. There's less than a minute left. They've got ball in our, you know, in on a short field. Yeah. And they think, right, we'll go for a touchdown. First pass to make. Interception by Sendeo. Thank Christ. A nice little bit of positiveness before we get going again. And then we get ball. And we think, right, one last drive before it happens. Sack. Game ends. <laughs> Half ends. We're twenty nil down. But it's a four franc defense in the league. You know. No team in the last five years has come from a 20-0 deficit to win a game. 99 teams have been down by 20 or more and zero have come back to win. Kirk Cousins has never led the Vikings to a fourth quarter comeback or a comeback 
in doing almost no in first half. Um, so second half starts. Finally, we start moving down ball. We hit digs deep with a nice little uh, pass over top. And then Kurt gets spotted again, and we get a nice little TD to Earl Smith Jr., his first in league. And then the Broncos get ball again, and then they barely moved it. And it looks like they've gone free and out. And then Eric Wilson encroaches, gives a silly penalty away. They get a ball, they move it a little bit more. Field goal to Broncos. Is that wind out of the sails? It's kind of thing that in past they would have took wind out of sails. It's a drop on them. Yeah, Vikings have just gone, oh God. So we get ball again and we're moving out field. We get to about four yard out, maybe three yard out. And we manage to get cut ball on a on a on a run, bounces to outside, manages to just sneak through. Really good O line play and blocking by the rest yeah. of the team. Creeps in and then we're at twenty three thirteen. We go for a two pointer. I rolled my eyes. As I, said I rolled that. my eyes when I said that. Two pointer, Derek Wolf lights up. Darling Cook, yeah. no points. Again, it's like, oh, we're done in. It's going to drop here. So, right. Next up, Broncos get ball again, and you're thinking, right, see what happens here. Three and out again. Absolutely brilliant by Vikings defence. Really bringing us back into the game. And then we make one little short pass, and then the next pass comes, and... Kirk Cousins rolls to the outside onto his left, lobs a 50 yard bomb. <laughs> Stefan Diggs cuts straight across on the post route, catches it in for a touchdown, down by three. Plenty of time left in fourth quarter, looking good. Broncos, it's big game time now. They get ball, try and move it down. They get to a field goal, they miss a field goal. I've never seen scenes. Even the double doink, I didn't celebrate as hard as that. <laughs> Absolute scenes. So we've got the ball back. We've got it further up the field than we would normally would have because we missed the kick. Can Captain Kirk complete his first fourth quarter comeback as a Viking and overcome a fourth ranked defence in the process? They've seen what we've been doing in this half, they've seen how it's been working. Yeah. He answered all those questions with a 30 yard plus TD to Carl Rudolph. Who were uncovered, who waltzed into end zone and yeah. made it twenty seven twenty three. I think as he was going in with it, he kinda of like looked around just to make sure that there wasn't a flag or that you know the player being called dead because he, there was no one anywhere near looking like they were gonna tackle him. Well they won. No. <laughs> but then you think of that it's six minutes left in game. Well maybe seven. Twenty seven twenty three, we're winning for the first time in game. Absolute scenes, crowds going crazy, it's bumping. That's not turned telly back on. <laughs> <laughs> The Broncos get pick up ball and they drive that ball for six minutes. Yeah. They take all the time off the clock, move it all the way down to pretty much our goal. You know, it was three yard line, zone, four yard line, something like that. To our red zone. Six minute drive is ridiculous. So now it's a bit worrying. I mean, how many fourth down conversions did they get and third down conversions did they get in that drive? Enough mm. to sort of make me cuss at the cat. Exactly. And then first attempt. Throws ball towards J. Ron Curse, who's covering uh, Sutton. I think it's it's either Sutton or um, Fant on the first one. It's definitely Fant on the last one. Yeah. Curse blocks it. They try and get the ball into Patrick, who's covered by Waynes. Wayne stops it, and then he goes in the last two seconds of the game, he goes to Fant again. And Fant pushes Curse off, but Curse grabs at him when he's trying to cover him. 
and like pulls him. But as you can see, as Fant turns around, the ball hits his helmet and flies off, and that's game over. And they tried to call for pass interference, but sorry, Bucko, yeah. your guy pushed, pushed off. off. Two offsetting penalties, it doesn't matter, you've lost. Yep. Game, set, and match. Kirk got his fourth quarter comeback. One in 99 now. So yep. in 100 games, only one team in the last five years has come back from 20 or more points. That's the Minnesota Vikings, and it's the first team to have four consecutive touchdown drives in a comeback of 20 points or more ever. ever. We have finally done something that I never thought we would do, but the excitement needs to stop because it's the Broncos. Yeah. What we need to do now is kick on. If we can go to beat the Seahawks, I'll be excited. I've already said this before. If we beat whoever we beat, I'll be excited. I said it. I'm about to beat the Cowboys, I get excited. Beat the Cowboys and the Broncos, I get excited. If we beat the Broncos and the Seahawks, I get excited. And I will get excited if we beat the Seahawks. That puts us at 9-3. But it's a massive game. It's seen as a playoff caliber team. It's away at an awful stadium. Yep. Can we do it? It's going to be a, a test, is what it's going to be. But last time a team wearing purple went in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What happened? Whooping Absolutely whooped them down. So unless they have, we're hoping we have, they have this kind of uh, Vietnam flashback against us. Um. But yeah, that was our the eleven review. Happy with that? Yep. I'll have a little bit of a, a liquid break. We'll be wacky with you in a moment. Welcome back. Uh, now it's time for our Quack Vintage Players of the Week, brought to you for the good, by the good people at Quack Vintage. Yeah, these guys are an online vintage clothing store that includes vintage NFL shirts. You can find them on Instagram or Depop under the account name at Quack Vintage. They provided us with a £25 gift voucher to spend at their store uh, for one lucky OKTC listener. To be with a chance of winning, just email us at eddieandmattoktc at gmail.com with the words Quack Vintage as, your su- as the subject of the email. Uh, and also, in the meantime, check out Quack Vintage on Instagram and Depop. Right, players of the week. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first, pal. Okay. I um, there was two or three that almost made it, but didn't. The first one was uh, Darius Geis getting his touchdown from da- uh, Dwayne Askins, just because it was the first Redskins touchdown for like four games, sixteen quarters ago when that's going touchdown. Um, the other one was potentially could have been Jeff Driscoll's uh, rushing touchdown against the Cowboys. They just misdirect where he looked like he handed off to uh, Bo Scarborough and the. They bronc- the Cowboys back came in and smashed Bo Scarborough. And Jeff just was bombing like he was on a Sunday afternoon straw for a bat, wasn't he? Uh, but no, no. I, instead, I'm going with Hakeem Grant's 101-yard touchdown return for the Dolphins against the Bills. Mm. Kick-off return. Um, catches the ball in his own end zone, one yard deep, obviously, if he's on a 101-yard return. He brings it out 10 yards on the left-hand side of the pitch, cuts it across to the right. I'm thinking, there's a couple of Bills here. One of them's going to tackle him. Well, he's having none of that. <laughs> Blasts through two tackles initially on his own 10-yard line and just absolutely hits the afterburners, goes flying up the right-hand side um, uh, touch line. Um, breaks another three tackles. When one of the punters is kind of a turnstile tackle, but he's, he's got Bills on him pretty much all the way up to maybe the 10-yard the line. Yeah. Uh, the last Bill sort of gives up then because he's just out of arm's reach. And he just lets steam, keeps going though. He, just, he doesn't slow down. He's, he's obviously watching the game. He's over his shoulder or than the jumbo tron. He just you can see him falling behind him. Really good special teams player. And I thought I'd give uh, special teams a bit of love. 
Well, it was a shocker. I'm going to go Vikings player. <laughs> Two Vikings players. My favourite player of the week were the Stefan Diggs touchdown from Kirk Cousins. It rolled out nice. to the left. Fruit ball. I think it must have been there at least 50 yard. And if you watch, <laughs> Chris Harris Jr. is on Stefan Diggs. He did mention before the game, Chris Harris, that Stefan Diggs wasn't really very fast. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Turn hit the, hit the, uh, the post route. Then. He did hit the post route. He put the foot down the accelerator. He left Chris Harris for dust, and then as he caught the ball, he left two other defenders for dust and went straight into end zone. Absolutely unbelievable pass and catch. It was brilliant. And he, as he, and he sort of caught it, took a couple of strides, sort of turned around, waved at the defenders, and, and sort of just jogged in. Yeah, after what Chris Harris said, that was uh, pretty impressive for me. And the thing is, I was slating his contract prior to that. <laughs> Oh, it seems to be getting paid like that seems to be able to get much done now having an appeal on there and then boom that happened. So moving forward every week now you'll be uh, slitting everything. Everything, yeah. Vikings of shit. <laughs> right, that was our players of the week brought to you with my quack vintage. Right, uh we should move on to our week twelve. No we club twelve. We twelve picks. Yeah. Love that. It's about week week twelve, wasn't it? That means I can I can uh, go <laughs> full with, I can win every game now and be happy about it. <laughs> oh, it's that simple, is it? Lovely. Okay, right. That's a doubt, fully. Fully. Right. Okay, we've got, we'll start with Thursday night football encounter. Uh, the Colts at the Texans. Colts on a couple on a, on a field goal win last week. Texans absolutely decimated by the um, Ravens. I think. The Texans are gonna make want to make this a get right game. They're gonna, I think they'll struggle to run it against the Colts. The the run game, you know they're gonna run when it's Carl's side. You know they're gonna pass. Oh, there's a good chance they're gonna pass when it's, um, what's his name, Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think that's when you know. And obviously they've got DeAndre Hopkins and all that. It was a massive receiver. Watson's pretty good. They're in a massive amount of pass rush with Colts. It's a pretty even game considering. But Brissett's back and he can play some good football. I'm worried about the game, to be perfectly honest with you. It's at the Texans, which gives them a little bit of an edge. If I have to pick, I'm going to go with Texans. So, so Texans, and it'll be close. And that, no, they're always close, aren't they? Yeah. But I'm going to give Texans 26-20. I'm going with the Colts, 28-16. Hmm. Um, I, I don't blame you for it. It's not an, an easy game to pick. No, we've just gone down the... Uh, the schedule to make sure uh, that we've got our ducks in a row so we can go for the games out any some of the stumble back and forwards to find out what our, what we've picked. There are a lot of good they're going with a lot of good games this week, I think, which is nice for us as not not a game to watch. It's gonna be interesting to, yeah. it's gonna be nice for us to good sit back and enjoy yeah. red zone, yeah. Um right, next game, uh the, the first game on Sunday is the Seahawks at the Eagles. Um I think we've already discussed how bad the Eagles passing offence is. I mean they could have a turnaround this week after being so poor last week. But against the Seahawks, I think they might, they're going to struggle to pass it effectively against them and also run it effectively against them. It's not a legion of boom anymore, but it's a legion of all right. Um, they've done enough defensively over the last few weeks, especially beating the 49ers, to be able to handle the Eagles. I've got the Seahawks only winning this by 20 points to 10, though. Ed? Yeah, I am, I'm taking I'm taking Seahawks as well. I just think... I've, I've been waiting for... Um, isn't it? DK Metcalf to have his big games he's had big moments in games but have his big games and I think in this game he's so fast he's so big he's so strong he could cause so many issues for their secondary and I think 
he'll be a catalyst in this game. And I'm not sure if Tyler Lockett's healthy. Tyler Lockett's healthy, that's another issue for him. That's two good receivers. They're not going to stop running ball. I know Carson's had an odd fumbling issue, but he's still going to be pounding ball. In. And Russell Wilson's fighting MVP level. I think him and Lamar Jackson at top two. And I think that's going to be tough for Eagles to deal with. I think the the confidence is a bit low. But, you know, the Eagles are one of them teams that you've also got to worry about. So, I'm not 100% confident, but I'm, I'm picking Seahawks to beat them 30-14. to 14. I've got that. Yeah, I just think... If they get going, that, that second Eagles secondary is going to get eaten alive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, next game we've got the Lions at the Redskins. Uh, f- oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be one of them games that only a mother could love. Yeah. Seems to be a first of the week this week, doesn't it? Um, I think the Lions have found a runner in Bo Scarborough. If he can, he's got a lovely surname as well. Best seaside town in the UK. No. Totally best seaside town in the UK. Blackpool. <laughs> um, yeah, if he can stay healthy, which is a big if for, for the Lions running backs, has been for time of Marion. Um, they'll, 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 they'll dominate the Redskins handily I mean I know it's the Redskins at home but like we've, we've said before it's the Redskins playing in front of people dressed as seats mm. um, the Redskins will probably do a little bit better because Darius Guy seems to be back and healthy uh, they've got uh, Terry Atlas on the outside they'll, they'll score some points but I don't think they've got enough to beat the Lions I think the Lions will win that 31-18 um, I initially we're going to go with Lions and if Stafford's not playing I fancy Redskins to be able to hold the run pretty well and I don't think Driscoll's got enough with passing I think they've got enough head rush I think Montez Sweat's from Monique is that bring into game I think having Darius Geis as a runner is going to affect Lions because the power against the run and I think obviously Terry McLaurin's got that speed that scares you I think it could be one of them games where like Redskins get up pretty early and Lions have to claw back and I'm going to go with Redskins crazily enough 22-17. Three games in, we're already uh, looking like a big week. Right, now I can, I can see why you've gone with that, but I just think the, the Lions are going to do enough to knock them off. I think the way the Lions played against the Cowboys, yeah. I that's think it, that's what... But that's, for me, they've had that big game now. Oh, right, okay. That's, that's what's pretty key when you're thinking they're going to do well against the, the Redskins defence. Redskins uh, defence is pretty decent, to be fair. They do different things. The difference is the Cowboys play like, and you know what they're doing from other so They constantly follow like basics, whereas other teams do different things. And I think uh, the the offensive the defensive coordinator for Redskins is pretty decent. Can cause some issues. Not that he will, but you know, I just got Minuski. I think Greg Minuski is pretty good defensive coordinator. Well, I suppose we'll see on Sunday, won't we? but there's a case for either team to it win. It won't there. shock me. No, you know what I mean. No, I know we shocked the Redskins with either, so yeah, there we go. Right, move on to the next game. Then we've got the uh, the Raiders at the uh, the New York Football Jets. Um, Jets are still awful. They're gonna play the playing team that's better than they have for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Raiders are gonna come in. I know it's an away game, it's a cross country game, but I still think the Raiders will win them twenty four thirteen. Yeah. Again, I am a little bit apprehensive about this. <sighs> You've never played Jets, have you? I haven't picked anyone yet. I ain't got any picks written down. I think Jets obviously just tanned, just tanned Redskins. Mm-hmm. Redskins look like they're starting to pick up their end of the game. I'm not overly confident in Redskins winning their game, but the Jets played decent football. The Jets won last week, played decent football, mistake free football. The way the Bengals held the Raiders this week, 
made me a little bit more apprehensive. The Predigator on the run and the Jets are actually really, really good against the run. The pass game's not amazing, but it's not poor. But they're poor against... Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets. Oh, I'm going to take the Jets. Um, 20... 20 to 17. I don't know why. Because I'm an idiot. I'm going to get tan this week. <laughs> see it already. Taking the, gone dogs at all games apart from Eagles Seahawks. Well, you don't want to pick the daft game, do you? That's, that, that definitely means the Eagles are going to win that one. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Uh, right. Next game, we've got the Panthers at the Saints. Taking the Saints. Yeah, I can't see anyone. I can't see the Panthers being the Saints. The way the Panthers have played over the last two weeks, they've been absolutely gash. 28-12 I'm going to say I won 39 I think it's going to be a stomping ok um, next game I've got is the uh, the Browns that's uh, so the Dolphins at the Browns uh, I've got Browns 24-16 I just think yeah. Dolphins are they're good in that I just think although Browns have lost Garrett which will hurt the defence a bit I think they do still have pieces there here and there Yeah. I think Fitzpatrick's you know prone to make mistakes Baker seems to be getting a little bit more confidence in offence. And obviously there's no elite players in the secondary, so I think someone like OBJ can fit, can eat off that. And I think Landry can do well. Obviously there's Kareem Hunt, there's Nick Chubb. There's a lot of offensive weapons, so I think they've got enough to get points on board. It might even be a blowout, but I don't know. I'm going to go, like I say, 24-16. Did you, did you say you were taking... Browns as well. Uh, I think the Dolphins, Dolphins are going to have shown that they, could, they can stay in games. I think they'll stay in the game. It's going to be close up until the end game. Uh, but I've got the Browns winning it 24-20. Yeah, they went 24-16. Yeah. Uh, okay, next game is AFC North clash between the Steelers and the Cincinnati Wankers. Um, I think the Steelers are going to win this one despite having our rubbish quarterback. 18-0 to the Steelers, I'm going I've got 24-10 to the Steelers. Uh, I think Bengals will manage to get a couple of scores on them. Yeah. It, might, it might end up being 24-14. That might be right. Yeah, but Steelers, Steelers are going to win it, I think. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's going to be an awful one to watch. Uh, right. This is, should be a good game, the next one. Uh, Giants at the Bears. Um, I think the... Are the Giants coming for bye week? No, Yes. Yeah, yeah coming up a bye week, so nice and rested. Saquon's going to be nice and healthy. The Bears do play well against the run, but they're going to want to be stopping Saquon, which means that Stone Shepard and Gunter up and up on the outside. Ingram back. Hmm? Ingram. I think Ingram's back, yeah. I think it's. Gunter, oh. Sterling Shepard, uh, what's his name? Slayton, Darius Slayton. Yeah. I've gone 20 to 3 to Giants. Yeah, I mean, you, I've, I've gone 16 to 13 to the Giants. I mean, I'm not confident the Bears will score to touch that. I'm too not f- confident 100%, though, because the throw line's a bit poor. They need to make sure someone's there to stop Khalil Mack and obviously move ball. Yeah. You saw Rams only just did him. But I just think Pat Sherman, a couple of weeks, is going to come up with something. He's played Bears a few times before, so. Yeah. The, the one thing that makes me think your score's going to be wrong because the Bears aren't going to score a field goal. All right. The reason I'm going with 30 points to the Bears and we'll get a couple touchdowns somehow and they'll miss an extra point. Well, let's go here. I've got 16-13 to, to oh. the Giants. Um, right, next game is the Broncos at the Bills. Uh, Broncos coming off a heartbreaking second half against the Vikings against a very good Bills defence at home. Um, I Probably think... Bills me 24-14. Yeah, it's going to be another tough game for the Broncos, another tough loss. Uh, I think they're going to lose it 21-19. 
We looked like we were going to be going against each other a lot here, and then and switch back five, and five, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how we go. Okay, uh, the Bucks are the Falcons next. Um, I think that Winston's struggles continue. I think the Falcons have a bit of a resurgence. It's going to keep going. I think the Falcons are going to win it by a point. It's going to be 27-16 to Matty Ryan and then Falcons. Fuck the Falcons. Wow. I've gone Bucks to win 31-20. I don't think that. The defence is playing better. The defensive line obviously playing a little bit better. But I just fancy secondary to get burned a bit by Godwin and Mike Evans. I think they've run the ball enough to keep him honest and they'll play that way. I think he's going to get his ass chewed up with instance, so he's not going to make as many mistakes. Obviously, I expect Falcons to play well, put a few points on board. The secondary is wank. Why have I just said that? I might have to do a U-turn here. <laughs> <sighs> Man, it's an hard one to pick. Because this is a type of secondary that could be eaten alive by Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think... That... No, I'm, I'm going to take books because I think what they'll do, they'll drop enough players to cover, but probably double up on both. Austin Hooper might eat... But they'll they've got a good enough front far to stop the run, so I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Fair enough. I said I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think the Falcons will add you by a point. Mm-hmm. Because of Winston's got it's about having the two outs. He's 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 had two or three weeks, but two he's had two bad weeks on bounce. This is going to be his third bad week. Uh, next game is late. There's only two late games on Sunday. Uh, nine o'clock kickoffs. We have got the Jags at the Titans mm-hmm. in the old AFC South. I think Titans at home. Uh, gonna smash it down the Jags throat. I think the Jags are gonna look are gonna be better with Nick Foles around extra week reps. But I still think the Jags are gonna beat him uh, 27-24. And 20, 23, 14. Good the Titans, yeah. yeah. I can't see well I can potentially like if if he starts it in DJ DJ Shark, do 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 um then maybe it's a different story, but I think the the Titans are gonna just, just I've at the Jags at home. It's a kind of game that the Titans win. If you if you get me, yeah, yeah, right. Um, the last game on the the last nine o'clock game on Sunday is the Cowboys at the Patriots. It's going to be a tough game. I think the the Patriots are <laughs> looking good. Have you looked at the scores? What we've got. <laughs> the 28 26 to Patriots. I literally looked over after and all that. That's crazy. <laughs> Obviously, opposites, but I've gone to Patriots. I mean, I fancy Patriots to, to beat them. Yeah. A few more points. I can understand why. What, I really did on an about this one, but I just I can see the Cowboys just edging it 28 27. I don't think it's going it's gonna to be It's going to be back and forwards game. It's going to be really tight. It's going to be score. It's going to be score for score. Mm. But I think the Cowboys are just going to somehow miraculously pull one out of their ass. Yeah. Main trouble is the run game's gone really poor lately, but the past game's doing really well. But the one thing the Patriots have been really good against is the past game. I think that's what will cause the issues. I think that's what will slow them down. They're not going to be able to pass the ball like they want to. I mean, I feel I feel crazy picking against the Patriots and pack, and, and it's in the same breath picking the picking the Cowboys. Yeah. But I just, you know, when you say you, you can't ignore your gut. Yeah. I just I've got that. It's going to be, it's going to be the type of game that I think the Cowboys. Yeah, I had a, a tinge yeah. where I'm thinking. Hmm. Right, uh, Sunday night football, the the midnight or one AM kickoff uh, Monday morning. We've got the the Packers at the Forty Niners. Um, Packers have had a week off. Forty Niners win. Mm. Uh, I think 
the Packers the Packers have got a good secondary, but the the run defense has not been as strong. So that's where the the fighting line is eat. I think they're going to eat him alive with the um, running game and also the shot the short passing game because the the uh, Packers secondary is good good deep, but being susceptible underneath. Linebackers aren't as good as the well linebackers are good but not as good as secondary. I still think the it's going to be the the fighting line are more enough to beat the Packers. I don't think the Cowboys. I don't think the, the sorry the Patriots linebacking guard but all. I think Dante Hightower still plays well. Calvin Noy still a very good player. You know about no, I'm all. I think what's well, his we'll face? We'll be able to pack his mate. I've always got my. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, was linebacking cards? Did you say what? Packers. It's got they've got a decent got a decent linebacking card. I'm just picking. There's no like yeah. rocket fuel in the beam. Frank Clark, Darius uh, Smith, and Preston Smith probably one of the best linebacking cards in the league. But obviously, they do a lot of pass rushing off that. Whereas not enough run stopping and I think that could be a difference because they ain't going up up middle yeah. and their edge rush is a bit past Jimmy Garoppolo should have more time but that's like I said that's secondary is probably one of the best in league which could cause issues for Garoppolo if they load box and just drop four deep because they're still they good can. enough yeah. yeah but I think like I said the, the run the run, the, the Packers run defence isn't good enough to be, stop the 49ers run, a running game mm. so that's going to be the difference for me um, 49ers win that 31-24 right home as well yeah Went 24-20 Okay. Right then, the final game of week twelve. We've got I've got Ravens. Ravens. Rams. Yeah. I've got Ravens. Yeah. I think the luck will stop bullet minute. I think Rams could get some issues. But if Aaron Donald gets his hands on Lamar Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> uh, 19 nine I've gone. I've gone I've gone bigger than that. I've gone 39-18. Fucking hell. Yeah, I think. If, on, Raven. if Raven, if Aaron Donald doesn't get his hands on Lamar Jackson, there's a very good chance of that. He's going to feast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the Ravens well, are secondary is fucking mint for Rams, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Where do all Ramsey there? But Rams is going to cover the, the pass. Brown. Yeah. The, if, if the Rams try to cars as par, and obviously tight ends, but the thing is, are really good, and that's what they'll try and do intermediate pass, uh, run game. I think it's going to be hard to pound the ball. Yeah. You got Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, and Brock. Is Brock still there? Brock still there. He's them three there. Obviously, they're going to use Samson, Ebercom, and stuff like that. They're going to try and stop the run in that respect. I know there's enough at back end to stop them from passing ball. So I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking that they're going to be able to rip them a new one. But there's enough there to make you think they could because it only takes one little mistake. My man Jackson's running down pitch with. I'm not gonna say. No, the the one um thing that that worried me slightly is if the if Wade can if Wade Phillips can stop the the run. Yeah. Then it's be interesting if Lamar can if, if he tries if. He, the, if it becomes a one dimensional. Yeah, game. they're gonna sell out against the run and say right, you're not gonna run against the beat of the pass. And let's see if Lamar, let's, let's see if he can do it. I think that could be the difference, but. It's stopping the run as well because you think normally you when you're stopping the run, you obviously got your five o lineman, potentially a tight end coming into block, your running back, but now he could be going into block and then you've got your next man, who's Lamar Jackson, who's got ridiculous speed, lateral quickness, and all that. So it's very odd. Five differences this week. Then we've got Matt took the Colts in the first game of the week. I took the Texans. Matt's taken the Lions. I've stupidly taken the Redskins. Matt's Bravely. taken the Falcons. I've stupidly taken their opposition, who I can't remember it is, or the Buccaneers. And Matt has taken the Cowboys, and I've taken the Gatriots. So, 
Matt could go have a nice tidy five and zero sweep here, from what I can see, because I'm not confident on the Lions, not confident on the 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 Raiders losing. I'm not confident on the Falcons um, losing. I'm not confident on the Patriots smashing Cowboys either. So yeah, it's there you go. the last week of the bye weeks this week. So also we get to not miss any full game after this. Yeah, it's full 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 table. Uh, Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals, and Chiefs all on a holiday this week. Unless the head coach or the coaching staff, because I don't imagine they're having many days off. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, anything else you want to add on to that? Uh, no. We are still waiting for some questions. If you want to send some questions in, guys, that'd be great. Yeah, the question bucket is empty. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, uh, you can like, review, subscribe, and share. If not, this has been the Mason Rudolph Guide to Putting a Helmet on. Contact us at Eddie. Garrett guy, <laughs> Contact us at Eddie and Matt OKTC at Gmail or on Twitter at Eddie underscore Matt OKTC for any any questions or feedback or to enter the draw for the uh, Quack Vintage voucher. Uh, enjoy week 12. No caveat this time because I'm not playing. Uh, and we'll see you for the next episode.